until you become successful, mind your business. For every one minute you spend judging the missteps of somebody else, it leaves you one less minute to look at what you're misstepping on. Because I'm going to tell you some successful people don't have time to pay attention to what other people are doing. Successful people don't have time to jump on and, and become a part of the social media mafia is what I call it, of whoever y'all are tearing down this week. You can't hate rich people and want to be rich. You can't hate successful people and want to be successful. You can't hate that which you desire. You can't use the, the missteps of wealthy people to justify why you don't want money because the only people who say money don't matter are the people who don't have it yet while secretly praying for more money talking about what you don't have complaining about what you don't have, the rich are getting richer, and the poor are getting poorer, and then you say money don't matter, but it does. I talked to a woman on Thursday, and she was like, all right, we agree, she, she's gonna work with us, great. She quit. She couldn't hold it for four days. You said you was crazy, that you wanted to make more money, that you were stressed out, that you weren't present with your kids, that your marriage was strained. You said these things, and you won't give up. Either you gonna spend 80 hours a week this year building the vision for your boss or you gonna take some of that time and build the vision for your family and for yourself. There is no in between. Either you gonna win or you gonna lose and it's all on you. All right, welcome everyone to Money Loves Happy People. I'm your host, Chrissy Rutherford, and today we're going to be talking about how to be successful this year. I'm not going to hold y'all hostage for a long time, but I definitely want to get this insight out because I have been thinking about it for a while now. And um, yeah, so let's just go ahead and jump on, jump in it. Number one, get a vision for who you want to be. I hope y'all are taking notes and grab your coffee because every year people make resolutions for what they're going to do. They never really get clear on who they want to be. And so it becomes this running joke of you've already blown your resolution by January 2nd, something that you created on January 1st because you weren't really committed to it, which is number three we're going to talk about. But the first thing is, who do you want to be? And I talk to a lot of women who want a better job. That's doing because they think that the job is going to make them happy. But when I tell them that they can be happy in their existing job, they, they think I'm a fraud. Wait, hold on. Let me back up. If I tell them they can be happy, they don't think that's true. So you want a dream job and a hellacious life. I am committed not to yell today. So you mean to tell me you want a dream in your job and hell in your life and that's okay? I, I, I don't understand. I mean, legit think that I'm making it up or they don't believe and cannot imagine that they can be happy. So, so why are you here? So, so you just, so you're just using your days and your precious time on earth here to, to exist and be mediocre in your life, but, but be a boss at work. So you, you want to have a, a great job 
and a and a crappy life. You you want to have a professional happy work self and go home and be miserable and drink a box of wine at night. So who do you want to be? Do you want to actually be happy because you think that happiness is being? That's true. You think that the job is going to make you happy and then you can be who you want to be after you get the dream job. Like, like, how long has that been going on? How many years have you been selling yourself that lot? I mean, I talk to women who make two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars and crazy. And they think that the next job is going to make them happy. You got two master's degrees, you live in a $300,000 house, you drive a BMW, you wear a Chanel brooch. <laughs> as big as a coffee cup. And um, you think that the next thing is going to make you happy. La. Sis, you, you, miss, you miss the mark. You crossed the marathon line five, ten years ago, but you still running in a sprint. You crossed the line of success when, when you made the first hundred thousand. Okay. When you got your first master's degree. Okay. Check. No, no, you didn't finish. You still running in a sprint. Okay. So then you got the next promotion. You get up to 125, 150. That's not enough for you. So you get a second master's degree. That's not enough. Okay. So now you're at 250. Still sprinting. You have no finish line. And you wonder why you're crazy and you're overweight. Your kids got mental health issues because they watching their mama. I said it. You have taken no time for yourself and you're giving everything and every ounce of your being to everybody. And you refuse to look in the mirror at your crazy and own it because you think that if I just get the next job, then I can slow down and be present with my kids. They 15 now. Social media is raising your kids. Florilla. I mean, <laughs> I saw this video one day. It was a nightmare. Florilla. Do y'all know who this is? Y'all kids are watching that. That's a, that's a role model because their mom at work. Because their mama don't realize that she made it. Because her mom, the mama don't want to realize that and slow down enough to like make herself a priority so she can be present with herself, so she can be present with her kids. I'm going to get off that because that wasn't my point. Let's drink some coffee and reset. But I am beyond sick and tired of watching healthy women crack up and blame everybody else for it. Crack up. And, and I did it. I just like I couldn't believe that I, I could be I could be happy. I didn't like lie. You know, nobody told me I could be happy while I was being successful. Nobody really talked about the sacrifices that it takes to become successful. And I think that's the biggest thing is that we get caught in sacrificing and and and, and enduring and being dependable to everybody. We have no juice for ourselves. And we actually refuse to take care of ourselves until we run into a brick wall doing 150 miles an hour.
And so a part of what I what I do and a part of what I love is awakening women to that. You deserve better. You can have better. You can be better. But you have to do something because nobody is coming to save you. Your job ain't going to write a policy. The insurance company don't care if you die. They don't, like I used to say that, well, ah, you know, they taught us how to manage our stress that, you know, the hospital bills, this organization can save $8 billion a year on medical conditions, stressed out medical conditions. No, they don't care. You die, the insurance company going to pay out. It, it don't matter. And so I, I never really thought I could be happy. I wanted to be successful. Not realizing that I already was successful because I was bleeding from all the battle scars of what it took to be who I was at that level. To run through all the glass, uh, you know, bust through the glass ceiling, run through the walls, kick the doors open, and then succumb to the wounds of the shards of the glass and breaking the glass ceiling. So, and that wasn't enough. I, I wanted the next thing. And, and I never focused on being healthy mentally and physically. I never focused on being happy, actually happy, not lying, but happy, not happy while I'm drinking. (laughs) Point number one, get a vision for who you want to be, not requiring anything external to yourself to get it. And it took me losing all money my mind first, then my money went. And and languishing. Because I once my mind went, now I'm capable of making more money. To realize that I had all I needed to be happy. I just I just didn't slow down enough to take inventory of it. And 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 the last part before we move on to number two is as a leader, you've planted so many gardens and so many fields. We never feel successful because we never turn around to look at the garden that's in full bloom. We're always sowing, 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 doing, doing, doing. We never stop to realize our harvest is rotting in the fields behind us. We have planted thousands of acres. Peaches, grapes, onions, (laughs) apple orchard, strawberries, blueberries, Flowers, roses, tulips, azaleas, and and they're on full display in the people that we've influenced, in the people that we've touched, in the family that we've influenced, and, and in the things that we've done, and the causes that we've given to, and the projects that we've built. And we never feel successful because we never stop and turn around and look at what we've done. We're always focused on what is the next thing that I need to do to be happy. We're never happy. Never, ever, ever. And that's not fair. Because don't nobody want to be around somebody miserable. Ever. I mean, your family tired of listening to you. Your spouse tired of hearing you complain about your raggedy job. Because it wasn't this job, it was last job, it was job for that, job for that. Your friends, they're not tired of you hearing you complain about your job because they're with you. Drinking liquor and eating empanadas and fried foods and tortillas and salsa and guacamole. They, they, y'all are doing the churros with the chocolate dipping sauce at brunch with the bottomless mimosas. Y'all are doing it together. 
So y'all are enduring together. Y'all are suffering together. And y'all think that's normal. Lie. So that's number one. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. If you want to learn how to get a 30% raise this year without getting another degree, go ahead and get my free case study and get this information. Use it. You can go to changenowwithchrissy.com, changenowwithchrissy.com. It's about 30 minutes. Use the insight. Own your value and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. See you soon. Number two. Are y'all ready? Are y'all taking notes? Y'all say y'all hit me. I see y'all. Am I going too far? We, we, we in it. We already here. So, do y'all hear me? Say, I hear you. Say, I hear you. Number two, mind your business. Not your business. Mind your business. How do you become successful? Mind your business. Because for every minute you spend looking at somebody else, it leaves you one less minute to look at yourself. For every one minute you spend judging the missteps of somebody else, it leaves you one less minute to look at what you're misstepping on. Because I'm going to tell you, some successful people don't have time to pay attention to what other people are doing. Successful people don't have time to jump on and, and become a part of the social media mafia is what I call it, of whoever y'all are tearing down this week. Because next week is going to be somebody else. And so you spend your time writing dissertations and, and judging the actions of the missteps of other successful people while you ain't successful. Either you focusing on your vision or you judging somebody else's vision that's already come to fruition. Either you're doing the work to focus on what you're supposed to be doing and why God called you to be who you came to be, or you looking at and judging how somebody else didn't do it right or whenever they fell down the steps. So you can't hate rich people and want to be rich. You can't hate successful people that want to be successful. You can't hate that which you desire. You can't use the the missteps of wealthy people to justify why you don't want money because the only people who say money don't matter are the people who don't have it yet while secretly praying for more money, talking about what you don't have, complaining about what you don't have, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. And then you say money don't matter, but it does. So you're caught in this perpetual cycle of being just blinded and distracted by what social media is telling you what you should think and what you should do. And you're not focused on your vision. You're not focused on where you're supposed to be going. So at the end of your life, you've done nothing. But criticize and judge the missteps of other people. Never once taken, never once taken the first step in the direction of your dreams and your vision. I wasn't supposed to go there. Let's drink some coffee and reset. I don't know what's going on with Puffy. I, I don't know. <laughs> when people send me the videos, I ain't watching it. Don't even talk about my favorite bishop ever. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't care. And I'm not saying, I don't, like, I don't know what Puffy did. Was it right or wrong? I, 
work to do. I got schools to build, public middle school. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not judging what he did is right or wrong. I'm not being an advocate or, or victim shaming and all this other kind of stuff that people want to label. No, I'm just busy focused on why I'm here and what God called me to do. Puppy Rich. He built schools. He's been philanthropic. What you doing? I don't have time to judge what he's done because I got work to do. And here's the thing. So my friend sent me a note and was like, hey, Chrissy, watch this about our favorite bishop. I said, I ain't watching nothing. I don't care. <laughs> I'm busy. And this is what I know for sure. You can't judge people in their mountaintop or their valley moments because you haven't gone with them in their valleys and at the bottom of the ocean and, you know, during their persecution. And I was writing about it yesterday. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do it. But you weren't there when God scattered the seeds and the birds, they hate a family came and took the, took the seed and ate it, right? You weren't there when the thorns came and choked their dreams out. You weren't there when the sun came and scorched it. You're judging their harvest in full bloom, coming over there, plucking their flowers and pulling their leaves, hoping that you tear them down. How dare you? Because you ain't planting one seed in your garden. You ain't watering. Either you over there plucking somebody else's flowers, trying to tear them down, or you watering your, or you watering your dreams. Point blank, period. Either you're watering your vision. Or you over there trying to tear down somebody else's. That's it. Ain't no in between. I don't have time to pay attention to that. So how dare you let your family down? Because you've chosen to focus your time on tearing other people down. How dare you? So I was like, I don't care. I'm off. <laughs> I won't even listen to it. Because I'm busy doing what God called me to do. And the last part is karma is a whoop whoop. I'm trying to stop cussing this year. Karma is an M effort. Do you hear me? And and here's the thing. I consider myself to be, I mean, I'm all right. You know, I ain't there yet. We're we going to step on out and do some, some big things this year. I've seen the vision of where I'm going. It's massive. It's huge. It's going to be great. I'm just hoping when I fall down in the hole, <laughs> The karma of negativity judging other people, what I didn't so uh, maybe I won't have as many people jump on me because I minded my business when it came to other people. All successful people are going to fall down and get up, fall down and get up, fall down and get up. Y'all told Paula Dean down, I, was, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, Paula Dean is still out here. Y'all tore her down. Plucking the flowers off of Puffy won't make him wrong ever, 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 ever. So how does that serve you? So you want to pluck his flowers so he can be broke like you? Never going to happen. Ain't never. Ain't ever. <laughs> you better get to work, baby. You can't hate successful people and expect 
to get ahead because by the very nature of the seeds that you're sowing of disdain for highly successful people, it is coming back to you in disdain for your success. You can't get mentally involved in the destruction of somebody else and not expect for it to come back to you when you least expect it or when you finally get on your mountaintop and wonder why you come tumbling down. William George Jordan said, it was like 1936 or something. He said, um, the means that man takes to kill one's character becomes suicide of its own. Oh, the means that one takes to kill the character of another becomes a suicide of his own. This stuff been around. So, number three. I was planning on being calm today. I don't know how I... <laughs> Whew, all right. Number three. Y'all ready? Are y'all with me? So if you missed the beginning, go ahead and watch the replay. All right. Number one, and how to be successful this year was get a vision for who you want to be. Stop doing and, and, and say, this is who I want to be. Right. Stop getting all these degrees. Number two, mind your business. And number three, make a commitment to yourself. Make a commitment for heaven's sakes to yourself. Y'all reading books. Y'all ain't doing the book. Y'all agreeing with the wrong people. I have a couple of stories to tell on this. So I was talking to this lady recently and she told me, I, I, I meant to write it down, but I forgot. She read this book. She, she gave me all diagnoses. I'm depressive, something. I'm the this, I'm the that. She sounded real smart, too. I was like, oh, yeah? Where did where you get that from? Oh, I read this book. Okay, so you're reading a book to try to explain why you're crazy. You're reading a book to try to justify why you're on the bottom. In your personal life, but at work, you're on the mountaintop. You're reading a book to try to explain your misery that you have not taken action on to change. So you're reading a book to explain why you're depressed as opposed to reading a book on how to overcome your depression and heal your brokenness. Shameless plug on my book. So you're reading a book to try to justify and look at all the reasons why you're on the bottom as opposed to spending that same time reading a book on how to get up. I mean, it's the same time. We all got 24 hours in a day. So I was like, okay. So you've adopted the language of your limitations. We ain't even talking about your liberation. So you have no time for your liberation because you've adopted a language to walk around and tell everybody about your limitations. Imposter syndrome, lie. A language of limitations. You know, corporate has a language of limitations. 
I mean, I, I just read these articles and, and, and coming from the military, we're on top of that because we can't afford to have weak links in the chain. I, it's only when I came out here in these streets and started reading these articles, I'm like, okay, so they write whole articles about people losing. enjoying this podcast as much as we loved putting it together for you to share insight to make your life better. Now, did you get your copy of my resume course, How to Use the Superpower Method to Write an Irresistible Resume to Land You a High-Paying Job? Look, even if you have somebody write your resume for you, how do you know whether or not it sucks? (laughs) And did you give them the information to be able to write a great resume or did you hope that they were going to spend gold out of something that you gave them that wasn't that good. So get this course, not just to write your own resume, but to be able to provide resume writers with what they need to adequately tell your story so you can get paid the money that you desire and deserve. So go ahead and click on the link on around this video, get this course, use it and get paid what you deserve. It's less than $50. I mean, come on, just get the course and use it. See you soon. Imposter syndrome, high-functioning depression, high-functioning anxiety, lies. High-functioning depression means I know I'm depressed, but I keep working on my job and I won't turn around and fix what I broke. So I'm highly functioning. I'm a workaholic while depressed. So I know I'm crazy. I've told everybody that I'm crazy. I'm choosing to do nothing about it. I've never heard of high-functioning depression before in the past, except for in the past couple of years, when the women who stuck their heads in the mud in 2020 decided, I'm going to wait for the sweet by and by sweet Jesus and do nothing about the chaos that had been going on in your life before 2020. 2020 just revealed who you were. It didn't create anything. James Allen said in 1899, in 1899, circumstances don't don't make the man, they reveal him to himself. The circumstances of, of COVID did not create, you didn't, it didn't create anything. It is revealed to you who you were. It revealed to you your marriage. It revealed to you your relationships. It revealed to you your loneliness that you're denying, but because you're working and volunteering and doing all these things for 80 hours a week, now you got to rub your own leg at night because you can't go outside and go to Trader Joe's. Circumstances don't make the man, they reveal him to himself. So now, I mean, it's a, it is a marketing term frenzy on how can we label the people who have not taken control of their mindsets? What medical term can we create? And don't even get me started on the companies that will medicate you. And, 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 and the people who will give you the medication to keep you where you are so they can take vacations. I remember 
I went to this therapist while I was um, melting in my career. Uh, look, by the time I went to the therapist, my forest was, it was a raging forest fire. It was, everything was going to burn down. So I, I waited too long. I didn't go in the, when, when it was a match and when it was one tree and maybe when it was two trees. I mean, my whole earth, my whole earth was being scorched by the time I went. It's the first therapist that I tried to go to. And he said, um, I, you need, he didn't listen to nothing I said, y'all. He talked for 30 minutes. And then um, and then he asked me two questions. And then he said, I'm going to medicate you immediately. Now, I'm a high-achieving, crazy though, uh, in denial, kind of, military officer who couldn't even really be in a therapist's office. I couldn't let nobody know that I was there. Like, I couldn't. Like, I had to park behind the back. I said, this, this thing too close to my office. People can't know that Chris Relaford is coming to see a therapist. I can't. And um, anyway, so he he wanted to medicate me. I said, but you didn't, you're not going to help me solve this problem. You just go medicate me. And he and he just went on and on and on about how I need to be medicated. And I said, but I, I don't want to like be medicated. I want to, I want you to help me solve the problem. And so we got into an argument and I left and slammed the door, tried to tear the hinges off the day, cussed, cussed him out. C-U-Z-Z-E-D, him, T-F-O-U-T. Because he didn't want to help me solve the problem. He just wanted to medicate me so he can make money. I ain't like that. I probably could have handled it better, but I told y'all I was crazy. <laughs> and then I went to another therapist. And I'm not knocking therapy because some people need it. I have a therapist. But we got to be solution-oriented. We can't just be sitting on here talking about the same stuff. Like, I talked to this lady. She said, you know, me and my therapist been been talking about me, why me and my ex broke up for the past three years. Hey, it didn't work. Get over it. Move on. Three years? You been talking about you and your ex for three years? You had three years create a new relationship? You're going to date six people by then. But you, let's drink some coffee and reset. Three years? Sis, it didn't work. Next. I said, I'm going to be yelling today. I promise. I meditated and burned incense. And <laughs> Let me know if y'all got some questions. Make a commitment to yourself that you will be better. And stop reading all these books and you ain't doing nothing. You know, I was, I, I, I told my CFO last year, I said, all right, next year, I'm going to spend more, less money in coaching. Yeah, I'll keep a coach. Why would I do anything by myself? I, I, I don't have time. I don't have time. I, I need, I need, I need somebody to show me the way. Just give me the yellow brick road. I don't need to be out here fighting the lions, tigers, and bears. I, I got work to do. I said, I think I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to go out and chart a path. I didn't, I didn't. Got all these compasses. We'd have built the ark and, you know, but the way my goals are set up, though. I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow to go to L.A. Uh, for a coach. And then right after I leave L.A., I'm going to an Atlanta for an event to talk about keynote speaking. Because that's because I have my goals written down, just like y'all. But I'm committed to my goals. So when something shows up, 
I'm looking at my gold sheet and I'm looking at what just popped up. It costs money, but I got my goals. So I said, okay, I'm going to go because I know where I want to be and who I'm going to be in life. And I will pay experts for their expertise. Napoleon Hill says, opportunity takes the sly backdoor approach. And many people don't reckon, recognize opportunity when it comes. So a lot of y'all are waiting for an opportunity, but you ain't put a dot on the board for what you want and who you want to be. So when it comes, what are you what are you measuring it against? I know I wrote my goals down, big ones, always. And so when something shows up, I'm looking at my goals off on it because I know this is in alignment with where I'm going for who I want to be. If you don't get clear on who you want to be and where you are, how can you adequately prepare? If you're not willing to tell the truth, you're going to run out of gas and not be properly prepared every single time. For example, let's say you're leaving Miami, right? And you're going to New York. That's a drive. I, don't, I mean, what is that? Probably 18, 20 hours. I mean, just to get out of get out of Miami alone is like seven hours out of Florida. So I say it's 18, 20 hours. And somebody asks you where you are, you say, Oh, I'm I'm in Philly. Okay, so you prepare the journey from Philly to New York. It's not that far. I don't think it's like an hour, hour and a half. But you're actually in Miami. So you get on the road. You don't have enough money for gas. Hotel. Provision. Clothes. Food. Snacks. And you wonder why you run out of gas. It's because you're not willing to tell the truth about where you are. Good, bad, and ugly. And a lot of us are in denial about where we are and where we really want to be. We're in denial about where we are because we're measuring where we are based on the the uh, based on our jobs and all these things that we accomplished, which we never feel successful, by the way. But we're not willing to tell the truth about how we are mentally and physically, emotionally, spiritually. Empty. You would have bit my ears off back in the day. I was as hollow as the Easter Bunny. I had nothing on the inside. I was shiny though. It was like that lint, the bougie Easter Bunny. <laughs> The gold wrapper and the red bow. I was bougie. Now I was empty on the inside. Bite my ear off. Ain't nothing on the inside. Gone. So yeah, it was easy for me to collapse. I'm a hollow <laughs> Easter bunny. Bite my ears off. It's over. So we're not willing to tell the truth. Because I don't have time to slow down and address my brokenness. Because I'm out sewing and, and working and doing but the next thing, I don't have time to really turn around and talk about how I'm disconnected from my family. They love me, but they ain't really like me because I was nasty, because I was crazy, and I was military officer, and I was mean, and I was judgmental. You know, karma wore me out in my brother's house. Try I was in my brother's house three and a half years. That was karma rolled me over the coals. <laughs> Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right? So it's like, I, I can't 
because I because I want this next promotion, because if I get the next promotion, then I can turn around and mend the fences and 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 the brokenness of my family. Or I just claim that they don't like me and I'm okay with that. And, and that was not true. What's the point? How am I creating generational wealth or how am I working to try to be an example for my family and they don't like me? And I wasn't making becoming one of the first six-figure earners in my family look attractive. They was like, uh-uh. I failed. I'm one of the first people in my family to go to college. And I had cousins who followed me after that. So I'm like, okay, and I'm going to be the, we're going to get these master's degrees. Okay, and then I'm going to make this money. I didn't make that look attractive, y'all. I didn't make six figures look attractive to them because I, I was crazy. And I was mean. <clears throat> But I was partying in Vegas and, you know, Paris and Miami and Philly and D.C. and doing all these things. But I failed because they was looking at me like if it if that's what it takes. And if that's who we need to be to make one hundred thousand dollars, we cool at 30. We good. So when you make a commitment to yourself, it's really about getting back to the main thing, making the main thing, the main thing, y'all. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. I hope that you enjoyed the podcast so far. But what I know that you'll love even more is joining us in our private community. Join us in this private community. Let Money Loves Happy People and get live and on-demand insight so you can use this information to live the life that you truly and deserve. Get a raise and a promotion, no problem. Step into your purpose, no problem. Get the relationship that you deserve, no problem. Look, it's never too late to live the life that you deserve. It's never too late to live a life of total fulfillment. You just need information and inspiration to get on the path of living your greater life. So go ahead again, click on the link on around this video. Join us in our private community and change your life for the best. Take care. See you soon. Oh, somebody asked me uh, to restate the quote on character. He said, the main, the means that man takes to kill another's character becomes suicide of his own. William George Jordan, The Majesty of Calmness is the book. So making a commitment is if you say you're going to do something, do it. If you say you're going to work out four times a week or three times a week, do it. Stop showing people on Instagram that you're working out, taking up space and, 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 and you know, <laughs> taking all that time. Ma'am, get off the machine. You're taking pictures. I'm trying to work out here. It's wrong. Don't be posting your salads and your smoothies on Instagram. How about you show us that you lost 20 pounds in March? Napoleon Hill says, tell the world what you're going to do, but first show it. Ooh, tell the world what you're going to do, but first show it. And, you know, a, a lot of things that we're going to do this year, I mean, I, I rarely tell my goals online, but we're, we're going to do a lot of stuff this year. I say the same thing, y'all. I had this vision in 2013, 2014 when I was in my brother's house, crazy cracked up, and I lost everything. So I, I, I got time. <laughs> Don't be like me. I got time. And... um but I had this vision for this company that I wanted to create. 
and I got some friends and I started telling my friends. Everybody really don't want to hear about this, this big dream. And my story has not changed, y'all. It has not changed since 2014. Now, what's changed is the number of people that I tell it to. But what you'll find is over time, you got people who are for you and you got people who are for what you could do for them. 95% of the people who are around you right now are using you for your talents and your gifts. They don't give a S-H-I-T about whether or not you achieve, whether or not you achieve your destiny because they have hooked what you're doing for them into theirs. And they're not going to let you go. And you're doing it for free, by the way. And you don't know who they are until you start to say no. When you make a commitment to your vision. And when you be like, if I say yes to you, then I'm saying no to my vision. It's out of alignment. I'm not willing to do that. And then you're going to find out who your real friends are when you start saying no. So my story has not changed. And so I want to, I've been talking about this veterans company. I mean, since 2013, 2014. 2014, 2015, that I failed at miserably. Every year, I call my boy and we talk about it. It's, hey, man, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Every year, it's coming. It's coming. I saw him last August. We talked about it. We He called me, like, in November. And um, he said, Chris, we didn't talk about the company. I <laughs> said, hey, it's nine years later. Actually, now, ten years later. We're still, it has not changed. He said, when is it going to happen? He's going to be my partner. Chris, we talked about I said, man. So last year, see, we talked about it in November. Like a week later, somebody called me. I said, I got my thing. I got my vision. And, and told me about this product. I said, my God. That's what I've been looking for. So we're going to launch it this year. And if we don't, we, we are going to launch it this year. It's kind of like it's, <laughs> it's mature. I've been talking about it and I mean, with excitement, like it's going to happen for 10 years. And that's just one of the 10 things that I've been talking about, you know, starting a cooking company. And I'm going to write a cookbook this year, call them 40 something. It's like all kind of stuff. So that's my definition of being happy is fulfilling the vision that I've seen. And if you've only relegated your vision for your joy and, and you accomplish a thing at work, you're going to be depressed and, and anxious and crazy and sick and miserable and whatever all the labels that people have. What, what do you want to be? Why has God granted you another year just so you can complain about not paying your bills so you can get another degree? Stop! the degrees if you don't have the match for where it's going so the three things that i talked about today on how to be successful this year get a vision for who you want to be mind your business and make a commitment to yourself make a commitment to yourself that you will work until you will dig the ditches until you will water the seeds until you will fight off and ward off all the birds and the deer who try to come eat your early seed and your early harvest. And you will maintain your field by minding your business. 
I was in landscaping for six years, so I know how to plant stuff. But, um, and you will hold the vision until you see what you saw, and then they will see what you saw. Don't commit to something and then give up when you hit the first bump in the road. Don't make a commitment and then give up when your life hits the fan. And I, I talked to a woman on Thursday who, you know, and, and she was like, all right, we agree. She, you know, she's going to work with us. Great. She quit today. I was like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So she couldn't hold it for four days. And I used to call women and, and, and be like, hey, man, you could, you said you was crazy, that you wanted to make more money, that you were stressed out, that you weren't present with your kids, that your marriage was strained. You said these things and you won't give up. I ain't calling no more. I am. I am, man, refund her money. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Either you want it or you don't. Period. Either you're going to go for it or you're going to be a loser. Period. Either you're going to win or you're going to lose. Either you're going to come out of your circumstance or you're going to drown in it. There is no in-between. Either you're going to spend 80 hours a week this year building the vision for your boss or you're going to take some of that time and build the vision for your family and for yourself. There is no in-between. Either you're going to win or you're going to lose. And it's all on you. It's nobody else's fault but yours. Because you didn't get clear on who you wanted to be. You didn't mind your business. And you didn't commit long enough to be able to even see an early seed. You planted a seed and you went and dug it up. Because you try to control everything. Whew. All right, y'all. Well, I'm done. I hope this information has been useful to you. I hope that y'all have enjoyed this time as much as I did sharing this information. But I got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about this year. So we're going to set up a podcast studio. I mean, this is cool, but I asked the office is we're going to twist it around. We're going to twist it up a little bit. And um, I just want to share some more insight with y'all because I just I just want y'all to be free. I just I just want y'all to be happy. I really just want you to be all that God has called you to be. I really just want you to, 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 to flourish and to be happy and to be whole and to, you know, live in the fullness of who you are, not who your raggedy job and your title says that you are, but who you are in the fullness of who, like why you're here and for destiny and to be passionate. I'm just tired of talking to raggedy people. I like y'all though. Insurance jobs carry for me. But <laughs> I mean, happiness is not profitable. The world is designed to keep y'all miserable and crazy and depressed and, and petty. So, um, anyway, that's all I got. Bye, y'all.